Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. I'm Brandon Ward. And I'm Ron Jorlock. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. Christmas is almost upon us, and I thought it would be good to do an episode where we discuss both preaching and pastoring during the holiday season. All right. Uh, except this Christmas is a, is a little different than previous years uh, because of the pandemic, but, but yet there are still plenty of opportunities we have uh, to love our neighbors and to share the hope of the gospel. And so what I wanted to do is first is just start off by asking, why is Christmas such an important time? For us as believers, hmm. well, uh, for starters, it is uh, a part of the uh, the constellation of events, if you will, that are central to our faith. Um, uh, we talk about Easter, of course, uh, and Good Friday before that, which deal with uh, the death and the resurrection of Christ. Uh, we could talk about His ascension uh, and and all of these things, but. Uh, these things don't happen if he doesn't first uh, arrive, if right. he doesn't come. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the incarnation uh, is, is uh, really uh, foundational to, uh, to what we uh, believe as Christians, to what we sing. Uh, it's, it's foundational to our faith. Uh, the, the fact that God would not leave us in our sinful state and leave us in our condemnation, mm. but that God would actually come and dwell with us and and be with us. As, of course, in Isaiah 7, uh, you have uh, his name uh, being called Emmanuel, yeah. uh, God with us. And so that God would enter into this space and enter into this world and, and put on flesh and uh, and, and dwell among us uh, so that he could uh, save us and that we could dwell with him forever uh, in his kingdom. Uh, th- yeah, I mean, where th- this is the, the, the very heartbeat of, of our faith. And, and really, it is uh, the very heartbeat of the God that we serve, a God who is not distant, uh, but a God who is near uh, and who is with us and who is among us and a God who does not turn us away, but a God who, who comes to us to bring us to himself. Uh, yeah, th- this is this is the very meat <laughs> and potatoes yeah. of uh, what it means to be a believer. Yeah, I feel like it's an important question to ask. I mean, you, on the surface level, you hear that question, you think, well, yeah, you know, it's an important season. And yeah, we, we know why, but it's it's almost like when you're reading Genesis and you read Genesis so many times that hearing the words God created the heavens and the earth mm-hmm. it, it can sometimes there's a the temptation to kind of lose what that actually means and so just asking this question and, and realizing that God came down to us yeah um, he he sent his son to die on our behalf like that's something that we should never get tired of hearing that's something we should never get tired of talking about so mm-hmm. that, that's why I asked the question uh, another question that I that I often hear from pastors, especially this time of the year, mm-hmm. uh, is what to preach on during this season. So, so what would you say to pastors who are still trying to decide what texts they're going to be in this year? 
Uh, should they consider preaching about the birth of Christ? Or if they're already preaching expositionally through a book of the Bible, should they continue to do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, really, it's a judgment call. Um, you know, follow the follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, uh, take the time in prayer and 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 really uh, uh, discern. You know what your what your people need at that particular time. But uh, I, I really uh, say they're they're kind of two lanes. You know, there there are two ways that you could approach this. The first one is. Uh, you can reintroduce your people to the the texts regarding the birth of Christ. So you could go to Matthew one. You could go to Luke two, uh, even Luke one. You know, with the announcements of of his birth uh, and the events leading up to the birth of Christ. And then, of course, Luke two uh, is Luke's account of his birth. You could go to uh, John one, uh, in uh, where John uh, instead of beginning kind of in space and time, if you will. He yeah. goes uh, back uh, really to eternity before the creation of the world and talks about the uh, relationship that that the Lord, uh, there he calls him the Logos, the Word, had with the Father, mm. uh, who he uh, calls God in there. So in the beginning was the Word, the Logos, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so uh, there getting into kind of the, the eternal intra-trinitarian relationship of the father and the son yeah you could go there and just feast on uh, on on what the scriptures say there uh, Galatians 4 in the fullness of time God sent forth his son mm-hmm. uh, you know you could talk about that there you could uh, even go back to the Old Testament when absolutely. we're looking at the, you know, the prophecies for yeah yeah, yeah, Micah 5, uh, that a, a ruler would come out of Bethlehem. Isaiah 7, that uh, uh, they um, uh, a child would be born of a virgin, you know. Uh, I mean, you could just go on and on and on about that. So you could you could go to these texts and, and reintroduce these to your folks. By the way, if I could say this as a side note, uh, don't fear... Uh, uh, the mundane or the routine, mm. you know, of because that was going actually a question I was going to ask. Because you know, even as pastors are planning this, they, there's that temptation to think, "Well, I've done this. Yeah, how do I keep this fresh? How do I keep this fresh for me preaching this, but also for my people hearing it?" Yeah, yeah. Well, the fact of the matter is. I need to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hear that my Savior has come. I need to hear that uh, that, that this, uh, as the uh, angels say in, in Luke two, this great news, this uh, good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. If this is good news that brings great joy, surely I can hear it twice. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, introduce. Uh, these and reintroduce your people to these texts. Uh, also, you could uh, focus on uh, passages that deal with the work of Christ. Um, and so you, uh, that opens up uh, even a bigger world of possibilities in the scriptures. Uh, you could go through the covenants, for instance, and and, and show how the covenants uh, really tell the story to point us to Christ. Uh, you could go through Genesis 1, 2, and 3 and show how uh, it culminates in this promise that a seed of the woman would crush the head of the mm. serpent and, and restore uh, a creation to its intended uh, good. Uh, you could talk about that. Um, you you could. Uh, there was one time where I went through a series on Ruth uh, and talked about Boaz as the redeemer. And uh, of course, at the end of Ruth, 
the the uh, narrator gives a genealogy that leads up to David, mm. and uh, of course, in in my message, I I didn't end with David. I went to Matthew one and showed from David it goes all the way to Christ, and so Boaz. So saying all that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go, well, I was going to say Boaz as uh, as a redeemer, and if you're reading carefully in chapter four of Ruth, Obed, um, uh, who was the the child, uh, the ladies proclaim that he is a redeemer. Redeemer, uh, who redeems Naomi in her old age. Uh, but there is an even greater Redeemer that yeah. is to come uh, who will redeem us far beyond what Boaz or even baby Obed uh, were capable of doing. Uh, he is the uh, ultimate Redeemer uh, to restore all of creation and to uh, and to rid us of our sorrow and our suffering uh, once and for all. And so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the possibilities are endless uh, if you are here to exalt Christ. Yeah, so you you're not kind of in that camp to where like you have to preach, you know, the the birth of Christ each and every year. There's things that you can do in other places in scripture which still bring that truth. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. If the story and by this I mean the the entire story, the entire biblical story, if all of it is pointing towards Christ, Hmm. Then, uh, then I should be able to preach Christ from any text, uh, and and uh, and and be able to preach him faithfully. Now, that probably doesn't mean that on Christmas you do a series on Song of Solomon uh, or something like that, uh, but it does mean that you know you have the freedom uh, uh, to go through any scripture or any text and and uh, lift up the name of Christ during the yeah. Christmas season. When preaching through kind of these uh, these texts that deal with the birth of Christ, do you feel like it's a necessity? Necessity to preach the cross into those sermons mm. as well, to not leave it there, but to, to kind of bring the gospel into it. Absolutely. I, I think that for a large number of people, um, the Christmas season is more about nostalgia than it is about worship. Mm. Uh, so we 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 gather together, we we snug up together, you know, uh, cuddle up under a blanket, and let's hear the story again about the baby and how the baby was born. And we go, oh, that's so wonderful! This baby was born. But there was something that uh, that I, I remember doing one time. Uh, I, I did a series in Luke one and two. Uh, leading up to the Christmas time, and and my Christmas sermon was was right there on Luke two, uh, with the uh, it was actually uh, after the birth of Christ. Uh, it was the appearance of the shepherds and the angels. Mm. Or, or, I'm sorry, the shepherds. Um, yeah, the shepherds and the angels uh, through there. And uh, it's interesting because the shepherds, the angels tell them that there was uh, that they would have a sign. This shall be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Mm. Now you step back and you look at that and you say, okay, that's a pretty decent sign. How many babies would you find, you know, uh, uh, laid in a feeding trough? You know, I mean, <laughs> so that's that's unusual. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely be able to recognize the baby if that's where the baby's, you know, laying. Um, but there's something else that's going on in the in the Gospel of Luke. You flip to the end of the book. Right. And in the end of the book, Jesus dies on the cross and they take his body off of the cross. They wrap him in cloths and they lay him in a tomb. Hmm. Could it be that Luke is saying more than just the unusual 
when he says that this is the sign. Uh, the sign is not just the fact that it's unusual to find a baby in a trough, but rather having him wrapped up and laying there in, in this uh, in this manger is symbolic, if you will, of how he is going to die, that he would be wrapped up and laid in a grave, laid, laid in a tomb. Uh, and so even in his birth, the signs are pointing to his death. He came here to die. And of course, you have that language in in uh, uh, in, in Simeon's uh, uh, speech. There, you have the, the language in the prophecies. Uh, it's all over the place. So let's re- not, not let's not just get the warm fuzzies when yeah. we're talking about his arrival, but we worship this child because this child came on a mission to die and lay down his life as a sacrifice for our sins. And that's the reason that we worship him uh, and we worship him alone. That's so good. Uh, Christmas is a time, you know, that we look forward to each and every year. Uh, But it's also a time where we can easily get distracted. Uh, It can be easy for us to take our minds off of the reason why we're celebrating. Mm. How can pastors kind of help keep their people focused on kind of that that saying keeping Christ in Christmas. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we preach Christ. <laughs> Every moment we get, we preach Christ. Every moment we get, we we hold him up high. Um think about any any present, you know, growing up, whether you know you wanted the the latest PlayStation or or, you know, you wanted uh, a new iPhone, you know, or something like that. And, and think about what it was like in those weeks leading up to Christmas for you. Uh, let's say even even long before, you know, for me as a kid, uh, I remember when I wanted a CD player, uh, which may be <laughs> dating me a little bit, but it was it was really cool because it was a CD cassette combo. Oh, yeah. with a, a detachable speakers, you know, and so I, I mean, I was I was so excited about this boombox, and 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 all the weeks leading up, that's all I could think about. I want this boombox. I want this boombox. Please give me this boombox. I really, really want this for Christmas. I don't want anything else. Just this. And I remember on Christmas Eve, I got a present uh, from my auntie, and uh, it was. Uh, she said, I, "Now you can't open this until tomorrow because it would spoil a surprise." Okay, all right, we'll see what this is. And so Christmas time came, and I opened that up. And when it, when I opened it up, it was a CD rack. And I was all excited. Oh, it's it's, coming. it's on now. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm getting for Christmas. And so when I got the CD player, by the way, my parents were, uh, it was really specific with my dad. Um, I, he, he gave me the box, and it was this big box, and I unwrap it, and I open it up and everything. And it was one of my dad's old eight-track players <laughs> that he had stuck in the CD player box because that's that's my dad. And so, <laughs> but I did get the boom box for Christmas. Uh, he just wanted to pull a fast one on me. But but think about that. This was something that I wanted. This was something that I craved. And so I, as I just, I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it. And I just kept dwelling on it and dwelling on it and dwelling on it. And then when Christmas came, uh, I got that very thing that I wanted so badly. And I was so overwhelmed and overjoyed, you know, uh, because I, I got that thing that I was longing for. Well, Pastor, you have the opportunity during the Christmas season to stoke your people's longing for Christ. Preach Christ. 
Continue to hold him up. Show them the, the, the contours of his glory. Show them what he has done. Show them uh, uh, the, the, the sorrow in our world and the hopelessness that our world feels on a regular basis, the fears that, are, uh, that, that grip our world on a regular basis, and show them this is not the way that it should be. Yeah. God has given us a Savior, and he has come to rid the world of, of the sin and the evil and the wickedness that, that even goes down to the depths of our souls. And he is going to make all things new so that when we get to sing together and rejoice together and worship him together, we know who we're worshiping. Yeah. Uh, he's the one that our hearts have been longing for all of this time. Pastor, you have such an, a, a, a pivotal opportunity uh, to help your people long for Christ. Uh, and then we get the opportunity to sing and worship because he has come and indeed he will come again. Yeah, we, we were having a conversation with our kids not too long ago, kind of what it means to, to, to keep Christ in Christmas. What does that mm-hmm. even mean? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we were trying to explain to them is that it in order for us to do this well, we have to pursue Christ. But not only do we pursue Christ, we pursue others the way that Christ has pursued us. Yes. And so trying to to not just say these are, you know, biblical truths that we celebrate and we look forward to each year, but here here's the call to action now. Mm-hmm. Like we can't mm-hmm. just sit here with this. Now it's yeah. time for us to go pursue others with this. Absolutely. And so I think that's also an important aspect of of us as uh, leaders or, or pastors, getting your your members to see that this is a time to celebrate, but this is also a time for us to see those around us to serve, to give, to love uh, yes. our neighbor. Yes, just as he uh, left uh, the 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 glories of heaven uh, to come down to be with us, um, so we have the opportunity to leave. Mm. our privileges and leave our comforts and so on aside uh, so that we could uh, uh, show Christ and proclaim him uh, to those who are in great need uh, of his gospel. Absolutely. So this this year it has been incredible difficulty, uh, incredibly difficult uh, for many families. Uh, many have experienced the loss of jobs, mm-hmm. the loss of normalcy, uh, even the loss of loved ones. What encouragement do you have for those who are grieving mm. during this season? Yeah. And and, and, and one invo- what advice do you have for pastors on how to shepherd those people in their churches well? Mm. Mm. Well, it's interesting when you go through the the Christmas story, you 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 if you're reading this um, the 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 whole story, you see that it is laced with guilt mm. and laced with sorrow. Um Think of the story of Zechariah and uh, and Elizabeth. Here's a couple that is uh, that has been struggling for what it seems uh, decades, as they're now old and gray and long past uh, bearing children. They've they've struggled with uh, the sorrow of infertility. They're a part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have a a poor peasant girl. Uh, who who hears the news that she is is the one chosen by God to bear his son uh, that's in, that's a part of the story 
you've got uh, a, a man who's who's wrestling with uh, the reality that the woman that he was betrothed to marry uh, is pregnant. And he's wrestling with that, and and she's wrestling with the possibility of being a single mom, you know, uh, uh, as he's thinking about uh, divorcing her and calling off the wedding and and, and all of that. That's a part of the story. Uh, you've got a story even later on of uh, of Herod, a king who hears of a threat to his throne and calls for the mass execution of of babies, hmm. uh, toddlers. Um, that's a part of the story. You go into the genealogy and you could hear uh, the, the echoes, if you will, of, uh, of Abraham and even some of his failures of, of, of David and, and his, inf- uh, his uh, infidelity and, and, and even uh, conspiracy, you know, uh, uh, conspiratorial murder and, and, and execution and, and things like that. You could hear of Rahab the prostitute, you know, the foreign Gentile prostitute, the Gentile widow, Ruth, you know, and, and just on and on. This is all a part of the story. And the great news of all of this is that God has given us a savior, Hmm. one who has come to give hope to the hopeless, one who has come to redeem what society may even consider unredeemable. Hmm. He has come to rescue the lost. He has come. Salvation is here because this savior lives and he is coming again to finish what he started. And, uh, oh, yeah, this uh, for those of you who who in this year have experienced the loss, the hurt, the hopelessness, the despair, please know this is the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not um, a, a uh, an addendum, if you will, or an appendix to the story. No, this is the main plot. Uh, Jesus is our savior and he is coming to rescue and you have all the reason in the world to rejoice because this is good news. Mm. Yeah. Only thing I'd add to that is as we look back at this, we do so in a position where we're also looking forward to the return of the King. Mm -hmm. And so I would just encourage you just to hold on to that truth, hold on to the truth that we find in revelation that we talked about even previously about how there will be one more day there will be a day where there will be no tears no sorrows yeah and every single day brother or sister we are one step closer to that reality and so i just would encourage you with that final question and this one's kind of more of a fun one uh what do you and the lock flock do typically around this time of the season do y'all have any special traditions that y'all have kind of kept over the years? Yeah, uh, some of those traditions are are pure silliness. Um, like we have our whole Christmas movie canon that we have to go through. <laughs> um, uh, it all has to culminate with uh, the uh, movie of, of the Nativity, uh, which which narr- uh, kind of narrates the, the journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem uh, for Joseph and Mary. Uh, we have to do the Christmas story. Yes, the Christmas story with Ralphie and all of that. We, 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 we have that. But we also have um, uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas. That's mm. the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, you of. can't throw that. Yeah, put that uh, one yeah. in there. 
Christmas Day has we have to have Charlie Brown on Christmas. Uh, and uh, Linus, of course, uh, narrating Luke two is everything for us. Mm. Um, uh, it just doesn't get better than that. Uh, but yeah, we have our other movies that we go through. Uh, we go through uh, Advent every day uh, of December leading up to Christmas. Uh, we have Advent readings, and every year we we rotate uh, through uh, several books. Uh, uh, but yeah, we go through Advent and and that just helps us as a family uh, to anticipate uh, the uh, kind of that season of anticipate uh, of uh, anticipation, the season of longing uh, for Christ. And so we, we do that as a family. Um, and uh, and then there, you know, there are other things that we'll do. We, we love giving gifts. Um, and so we always think of folks that we can bless and. Uh, uh, we could just extend the love of Christ, you know, to uh, to different folks, and so we we do that as well. And and of course, our kids they do their Christmas lists, and <laughs> yeah, 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 can't forget that. Every year. Yeah, yeah, they they get into negotiation mode, and uh, <laughs> and they give us our uh, our lists of of things that they want uh, for Christmas, and and all of that as well. But yeah, we uh, we we try to have moments where we can uh, give, and 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 we love sharing gifts with one another. But then we also have those times where we want to step back and say, hey, this is about Christ. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and yeah, when they were younger, uh, we would do stuff with, with Santa and things like that. But we always tried to tell the story of uh, uh, St. Nicholas and, and, you know, just the, you know, the generosity that he had mm-hmm. uh, as a person and just kind of point that, you know, to Christ. And so it was never kind of a exalting of of saint nicholas or anything like that it was always a you know he the real saint nicholas worshiped jesus and so we're still about jesus yeah. <laughs> so yeah we do all these little things that uh, to try to keep the uh you know whatever we do during christmas time keep it connected to the person and work of christ and yeah. uh, help them to worship him uh, and help us to worship as a family real quick i want to make sure i do this i yeah. want to give a special shout out to your wife yes annie for decorating our center with just beautiful Christmas decorations. Uh, I, I, I gave my attempt at it, uh, but then she came and made it so much better. And, I, and, and, and people know us so well that when they come in the pastor center, they don't even like look at me. They just oh, yeah. know. They know it was Annie. Yeah. And yeah. so so just super grateful for her uh, Absolutely. during this time. And, and yeah, real but, quick, I was just going to say one of the things that we do as a family on top of you know the Advent and the Christmas movies yeah. is we do – uh, pizzas on Christmas Eve. Okay. And one of the special like little touch of Christmas is you got to get the the red and the green bell peppers uh-huh. on there to make it a little <laughs> bit more festive. I love Throw in it. some spinach leaves on there too if you need to. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, that will do it. And we want to thank you for listening to this holiday edition of Pastor Matters. You can picture Ronjor and I in our Christmas sweaters sipping hot cocoa next to a hot fire, if that's going to spark your imagination a little bit more. Uh, It is our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership to equip and encourage pastors, and I really hope we have done that in our conversation today. And as always, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain.